Section 18 of Arts and Crafts Essays. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Of Embroidery by May Morris. The technicalities of embroidery are very simple, and its tools few, practically consisting of a needle and nothing else. The work can be wrought loose in the hand or stretched in a frame, which latter mode is often advisable, always when smooth and minute work is aimed at. There are no mysteries of method beyond a few elementary rules that can be quickly learnt. No way to perfection except that of care and patience and love of the work itself. This being so, the more is demanded from design and execution. We look for complete triumph over the limitations of process and material, and what is equally important, a certain judgment and self-restraint, and, in short, those mental qualities that distinguish mechanical from intelligent work. The latitude allowed to the worker, the lavishness and ingenuity displayed in the stitches employed, in short, the vivid expression of the worker's individuality, form a great part of the success of needlework. The varieties of stitch are too many to be closely described without diagrams, but the chief are as follows. Chain stitch consists of loops simulating the links of a simple chain. Some of the most famous work of the Middle Ages was worked in this stitch, which is enduring, and of its nature necessitates careful execution. We are more familiar with it in the dainty work of the 17th and 18th centuries, in the airy brightness and simplicity of which lies a peculiar charm, contrasted with the more pompous and pretentious work of the same period. This stitch is also wrought with a hook on any loose material stretched in a tambour frame. Tapestry stitch consists of a building up of stitches laid one beside another and gives a surface slightly resembling that of tapestry. I give the name as it is so often used, but it is vague and leads to the confusion that exists in people's minds between loom tapestry and embroidery. The stitch is worked in a frame and is particularly suitable for the drapery of figures and anything that requires skillful blending of several colors, or a certain amount of shading. This facility of painting with the needle is in itself a danger, for it tempts some people to produce a highly shaded imitation of a picture, an attempt which must be a failure, both as a decorative and as a pictorial achievement. It cannot be said too often that the essential qualities of all good needlework are a broad surface, bold lines, and pure, brilliant, and, as a rule, simple coloring, all of which being qualities attainable through, and prescribed by, the limitations of this art. Applique has been, and is still, a favorite method of work, which Vasari tells us Botticelli praised as being very suitable to processional banners and hangings used in the open air, as it is solid and enduring, also bold and effective in style. It is more accurately described as a method of work, in which various stitches are made use of, for it consists of designs embroidered on a stout ground and then cut out and laid on silk or velvet and edged round with lines of gold or silk, and sometimes with pearls. It requires considerable deftness and judgment in applying, as the work could well be spoilt by clumsy and heavy finishing. It is now looked upon as solely ecclesiastical, I believe, and is associated in our minds with garish red, gold, and white, and with dull geometric ornament, though there is absolutely no reason why church embroidery of today should be limited to ungraceful forms and staring colors. 
a certain period of work thick and solid but not very interesting either as to method or design has been stereotyped into what is known as ecclesiastical embroidery the mechanical characteristics of the style being of course emphasized and exaggerated in the process church work will never be of the finest while these characteristics are insisted on the more pity as it is seemly that the richest and noblest work should be devoted to churches and to all buildings that belong to and are an expression of the communal life of the people another and simpler form of applied work is to cut out the desired forms in one material and lay upon another securing the applique with stitches round the outline which are hidden by an edging cord the work may be further enriched by light ornament of lines and flourishes laid directly on the ground material couching is an effective method of work in which broad masses of silk or gold thread are laid down and secured by a network or diaper of crossing threads through which the under surface shines very prettily it is often used in conjunction with applique there are as many varieties of couching stitches as the worker has invention for in some the threads are laid simply and flatly on the form to be covered while in others a slight relief is obtained by layers of soft linen thread which form a kind of moulding or stuffing and which are covered by the silk threads or whatever is to be the final decorative surface the ingenious patchwork coverlets of our grandmothers formed of scraps of old gowns pieced together in certain symmetrical forms constitute the romance of family history but this method has an older origin than would be imagined queen isis m keb's embalmed body went down the nile to its burial place under a canopy that was lately discovered and is preserved in the bulak museum it consists of many squares of gazelle hide of different colors sewn together and ornamented with various devices under the name of patchwork or mosaic-like piecing together of different colored stuffs comes also the persian work made at rest bits of fine cloth are cut out for leaves flowers and so forth and neatly stitched together with great accuracy this done the work is further carried out and enriched by chain and other stitches the result is perfectly smooth flat work no easy feat when done on a large scale as it often is darning and running need little explanation the former stitch is familiar to us in the well-known cretan and turkish cloths the stitch here is used mechanically in parallel lines and simulates weaving so that these handsome borders in a deep rich red might as well have come from the loom as from the needle another method of darning is looser and coarser and suitable only for cloths and hangings not subject to much wear and rubbing the stitches follow the curves of the design which the needle paints as it were shading and blending the colors it is necessary to use this facility for shading temperately however or the flatness essential to the decorative work is lost the foregoing is a rough list of stitches which could be copiously supplemented but that i am obliged to pass on to another important point that of design if needlework is to be looked upon seriously it is necessary to secure appropriate and practicable designs where the worker does not invent for herself she should at least interpret her designer just as the designer interprets and does not attempt to imitate nature it follows from this that it is better to avoid using designs of artists who know nothing of the capacities of needlework and design beautiful and intricate forms without reference to the execution the result being unsatisfactory and incomplete regarding the design itself broad bold lines should be chosen and broad harmonious color 
which should be roughly planned before setting to work, with as much minute work and stitches introducing play of color as befits the purpose of the work and humor of the worker. There should be no scratching, no indefiniteness of form or color, no vagueness that allows the eye to puzzle over the design, beyond that indefinable sense of mystery which arrests the attention and withholds the full charm of the work for a moment, to unfold it to those who stop to give it more than a glance. But there are so many different stitches and so many different modes of setting to work that it will soon be seen that these few hints do not apply to all of them. One method, for instance, consists of trusting entirely to design and leaves color out of account. White work on white linen, white on dark ground, or black and dark blue upon white. Again, some work depends more on magnificence of color than on form, as, for example, the handsome Italian hangings of the 17th century, worked in floss silk on linen sometimes, and sometimes on a dusky open canvas, which makes the silks gleam and glow like precious stones. In thus slightly describing the methods chiefly used in embroidery, I do so principally from old examples, as modern embroidery, being a dilettante pastime, has little distinct character, and is, in its best points, usually imitative. Eastern work still retains the old professional skill, but beauty of color is rapidly disappearing, and little attention is paid to durability of the dyes used. In speaking rather slightingly of modern needlework, I must add that its non-success is often due more to the use of poor materials than to want of skill in working. It is surely folly to waste time over work that looks shabby in a month. The worker should use judgment and thought to procure materials, not necessarily rich, but each good and genuine of his kind. Lastly, she should not be sparing of her own handiwork, for, while a slightly executed piece of work depends wholly on design, in one where the actual stitchery is more elaborate, but the design less masterly, the patience and thought lavished on it render it in a different way equally pleasing, and bring it more within the scope of the amateur. May Morris End of Section 18